stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Pre-recorded from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California. This is the Blue Heaven Podcast. Get a couple points in there. We're trying new devices today, so it's going to be money. And if it sounds weird, uh, reach out to us in DM, particularly me, Real FRG. By the way, that is my handle on Twitter and Instagram. So let me know if something sounds weird to you guys on this. I'm trying a new device, so uh, feedback retreats appreciated. Exactly. And it's, if something does sound weird. My ads broke me three on Twitter and Instagram. Do not message me. Please do not. I don't care about that. Yeah, he I don't understand. handle that sort of thing. Welcome to today's show. We have a lot going on. Basically, everybody in camp is sore or irritated or <laughs> slightly injured, I guess is the way you could put it. That's the best little, way you could put it. A little irritable, too. Yeah. JT uh, addresses his contract situation with his contract expiring at the end of the year. People forget about that, I think. A yeah. little bit. A little bit. The Dodgers are still a very deep organization. Five prospects in the top 100 list. Five. That's five. Just prospects. That money. was money. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. 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 Uh, everybody and their mom goes to driveline, and it <laughs> seems to be working out. And more. All that on today's show. But first, we have to remind you about our friends at Arizona. So this spring, follow your Dodgers to Arizona for some Cactus League baseball. 10 stadiums, 15 MLB teams, perfect 75-degree temperatures just about every day. You know, it's great out there. And every spring training facility gives you the best access to players before, even during and after the games. It's, it's super swell. That's right. You can explore museums featuring everything from native heritage to modern art to uh, musical instruments around the world. All those things. And hit the roads. You know, explore Arizona's urban centers, ghost towns, artsy communities, quirky outposts. If you're not there for baseball, there's so much more to do. That's right. Plenty to do in the grand state of Arizona. Plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com slash spring training. That's visitarizona.com slash spring training. Um, we, as we said earlier in the week, we did come back from Glendale, Arizona. We came back from that area. It was a good time. We had a lot of fun uh, being almost murderballed by Gary and his yep. insatiable palate for bad foods. He does He does like foods that almost kill you. That's Love you, sure. Gary. Yeah. He's back home, by the way, guys, and alive. He, he, yeah, he made it alive, too. <laughs> somehow, somehow. Uh, well, <clears throat> speaking of me being hurting, everybody's hurting, like you said. Um, should we just, like, talk about who isn't hurt? I think it'd be easier at, that, at, the, at this point. Like, you got Jock. You know, Jock had that. What, what, what was what was Dave calling it? Like side soreness. Yeah, it's a. I, I think they don't want to call it an oblique. But it he was really like quick to be like, "That's a bad word. Don't say oblique. Yeah. Like, not an oblique injury." Uh, Maybe because Jock doesn't have obliques. That's true. He's a he's a uh, large child, and I think he's made out of pudding. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure. <laughs> yeah, but. children don't develop obliques and spines until like three or four years old. If I'm not mis- if, not, if I'm if I'm inaccurate in my statement, go and at me. That is at Brook Me Three uh, on science. Twitter. Yeah, uh, science but apparently, adjacent. It sounds like it's worse than he thought it was. Mm-hmm. Which it sounds dramatic, but it's probably not as bad as we yeah 
it, or it's, making it sound. It's much worse to read it on a headline. Sounds pretty bad in a headline, that's which, for sure. Which is why everybody chose to run it at, with that headline. Well, I mean, he's he. That's why the question was asked. Like, is this worse than you originally thought? He said yes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's a that's a headline in of itself that you thought is it's actually worse than you thought. So he bunted. I think that was the thing, right? <laughs> Didn't he bunt? Mid season form, baby. Yeah, he's, he's ready. He's ready to rock, but he still has not taken a hack. Uh, and I don't know. Roberts said he's like still on. He's like, yeah, we got a long time left. We don't really have a long time. <clears throat> like for a hitter to get locked in, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a, considering you're not going to play every spring training game. Yeah, it's it, there's not that much time left. He, Dave did say that you know he's not overly concerned because when Jock is well enough to to start swinging the bat, he can pick up a bunch of at bats. You know, on the backfields and the minor league games and right. all that, they could just let them bat every inning. He could let them go like five in a row. You know, he could throw uh, or hit again in live BP against Walker Bueller or whatever. But you know how it goes. You know, you being an owner of of multiple obliques, yes, you I know how it goes two? when <laughs> when, <I don't> know. <laughs> when there's that slight like twinge or whatever. It's something that's really easy to re-aggravate, and we've seen that happen quite often. So it's it's sort of one of those things where you know, you're lucky that it's it's happening early in camp so you can sort of nip it in the oblique and not let it really get too uh, ah, too cray cray yeah. as the kids say but i was asked um on the twitter i forget the the user asked me so i apologize for not having your handle handy but um i was asked about you know if jock isn't ready to go what for is, open what is day. it oblique <laughs> what is it oblique and i was like bro you're t- you're talking to the wrong guy but if if he's not ready to go, who's going to kind of take a spot on the roster? And of course, number one is going to be Pollock. Would get the the lion's share. Would get just about all the starts in in uh, in left field, despite your um, disapproval of that because he can't really hit right handed pitching. Well, look, <laughs> I have opinions right about Jock, and I have opinions about AJ Pollock. So, I mean, either way, I can't win. <laughs> he does not look good. He doesn't look exceptional, we'll no, say. No, he does not. But <clears throat> I will say I really hope like Pollock's one of those guys that's got to have a good season. So if you're going to if you're going to lose some at bats with Jock, I'd rather them go to Pollock than some scrub who we don't know or hasn't done much. So I mean, the but the guy. good news is Matt Beatty can get Beatty. some at bats. Bader's Taters, I I did the post uh on Thursday for the dodgersnation.com. Make sure you guys go check it out and subscribe and do all that stuff. Newsletter kicks ass. Uh gives you all the good stuff in the morning. But you know, Beatty is fully aware of the fact that he's right there in the bubble even with it now being a 26-man roster. He's right there in the bubble. I would feel I kind of feel like I mean, obviously, we like the guy. He's been nice to us. He's he's come on the show, good dude, a couple of times. But I feel like with Matt, his the fact that he's a left-handed batter probably helps him make the roster a little bit more. Uh, Kike is a righty, CT three, Barnsey's a righty, your friend. So maybe that does help to to have that left-handed sock off the off the bench. But then in that case. Maybe you want more power off the bench. You go Eddie Rios or something but like that. Beatty's got good splits though too. Like he's he's got. Pretty, I've never seen him do the splits. <laughs> that would make two of us. That would definitely make two of us. But I mean, in terms Jessica. of like lefties versus righties, he's got pretty good splits, yeah. so especially for a lefty. You kind of expect mm-hmm. that more out of a righty more so than a lefty. But he's got pretty decent splits against both. So I mean, if you're trying to come up with that consideration, it's you know, it's tough, tough call. 
because Beatty hasn't really demonstrated at the big league level that he can consistently hit left-handed pitching. Yeah, he's he's definitely struggled against left-handed pitching, but that does play up, I feel, with the Pollock side. If Pollock can, you know, knock That's on true. whatever yeah. this is made out of, it was going to be a platoon in left field either way, if Jock was healthy or what have you. So to have uh, to have Beatty be that other guy who crushed, I think he hit like like you know close or over three hundred against righties last season. Yep, and he hit. You know, in September when he was obviously gassed, and and you maybe a little bit of his, uh, of it is the league catching up to him or whatever. But I think more so gas. It's the first time he's played really that long in a while, coming off you know injuries in past seasons and and all that. But you know, in in September, Beatty hit one sixty for for the month, and then you know leading up to that point, going into the final day of of August, he was batting like like one like two ninety four for the season. So. People, we might want to forget about your boy Beatty, but he, you know, he, he can hit, and he proved to be a, a pretty important part of the the club last season. So that that's sort of that that option on the jock side, even if it is worse than initially thought. If they kind of have to start the season with Jock on the on the IL, maybe it's not the worst. Maybe there's a lot of options. I mean, the, no, neither a, probably have. have. Beatty does have options. That's correct. <clears throat> he does. Yeah, one of them quality, good problems to have. That's not what I meant, but yeah, I understand. I understand for sure. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, that good problem kind of extends into the next part where we're talking about more injuries and injuries and injuries and injuries, but even though they're not really injuries, they're kind of injuries. Uh, it's uh, general soreness, not major soreness or uh, corporal soreness. No, it's general soreness. Lieutenant soreness. Lieutenant yeah. soreness. Uh, Boom, name of the episode. Jimmy Nelson. <laughs> Lieutenant soreness. <laughs> Jimmy Nelson experiencing some lower body soreness after he exited his board. Bullpen, mm. uh, which is always good because he already had a groin issue that he was dealing with. So you'd imagine that's probably what it had to do with. Probably wasn't feeling great. Probably shouldn't have been thrown a bullpen in the first place. But he's one of those guys that could see himself on start the uh, could potentially start the season on the injured list. Like especially if he's dealing with a groin injury this early. Those groin injuries aren't really something that goes away within a month. Span. Those that's like a that's that's a couple month process to get fully healed, especially as a pitcher. There's a lot to go with that. He, he he seems like, and I would imagine more so too after the shoulder injury and all the the traumatic stress his body, his upper body has undergone in his career. Uh, I would imagine he probably learned to pitch a little bit more and kind of push off his lower body. So yeah, the groin ain't right. Um, it's a good way for the Dodgers to kind of stash him a little bit longer if they don't release him sooner. I just I, I really so, don't see the spot for him. I, I, I still don't see the spot for him, but that's a good way to stash him. Uh, we had the we had to talk about we'll talk about it a little later. But Yadier Alvarez is you know he's he's Yadi. he's back <laughs> for whatever that's worth. Stuff would play that up whole, out of the bullpen. That whole thing was weird. He's a weird dude. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening at all. But he can top out at 100, 101, something like that. He can hit 101 miles an hour, and his stuff definitely would play up in the bullpen. Like mm-hmm. They were looking at him as like starting material for a long time, mm-hmm. which I just don't see that. He's wild. He's all over the place. He can't really make – he can't slow him down. So his stuff plays up out of the bullpen, and if that's the case and you need to make a decision on him by opening day, Yadier Alvarez – you have to make a decision on him. Uh, if you're going to add him to the 40-man, what do you do? Put Nelson on 60-day DL. Easy. IL, whatever. Well, I don't think 60-day, but yeah, there just are Just put options. him on the infinite-day IL. <laughs> there are, there yeah, are options. Just let, we don't need him to pitch till the second half of the season. Because That's Josh Moore's like lives. Feeling. Yeah, because people are going to get injured. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You want to have warm bodies ready to go. You want to have people that you can mix in. So I understand <clears> why he's there. 
but also I'm in the same boat as you were, but I'm like, but what, but for why? Because <laughs> Dustin May and Tony Consolin are still living. <laughs> but for why? That's that. that but the, for why? That garners uh, points right there. We know this roster always figures out how to how to kind of manage itself when it comes to opening day. It's it just never, happens. Yeah, it's never had any. So even last year with with um, you know Kershaw unable to answer the bell for opening day, which he's going to this year. We know that it's just going to happen. Deal with it. Then Ryu stepped in and went on to have you know one of the better seasons since Kershaw's MVP season uh, for the Los Angeles Dogers. So you call them right, Dogers? I don't think so. Well, another guy, CT three, kind of sneaky was injured, but uh, is okay. Is okayer now. He played on Thursday. He, uh, I like what he's doing this uh, the spring training. Like who? CT three. Oh. Like he's trying to go oppo, he's trying to go up the middle. It looks like he's not trying to be, he's not trying to hit the home runs. I think the twenty-one home run season got into his head. Did, he, yeah. he he became tried to become the slugger. Um, he was that clutch guy when he was slicing the ball, like mm-hmm. when he was cutting right through it, going opposite field into that gap. That's when he was. That's when he was like clutch CT, and that's <clears> what you need back because the dude we've seen is, I mean, he's a bench player. Yeah. Like that's the best we've seen from him, and if he can get back to that, like well, two thousand seventeen, yeah, when he was your starting center fielder, and hitting like, home Holy run, crap, this the, is our best player. Yeah, he was, he was, uh, he was a uh, delicious. He's another guy dealing with <laughs> with irritations and issues. He had the biceps forearm irritation, uh-huh. which uh, so I said it was kind of sneaky. Check swing, yeah, that was, yeah, check swing. I don't know how you do that on a check. That was a violent check swing. I've I've had forearm irritation for the last few months. Did, and, did, he, uh, did it happen at both at once? <laughs> like you guys, let us know. In the that's comment. what it sounds like. But uh, so he he he's not a hundred percent. But he did play today. He did play. He did play today. He got he got yeah, a, a nice single up the middle. He took a walk. Like he was a difference maker on on the today slash Thursday game. Uh, the what nine three nine four? No, nine. It was not that one. Uh, five four win or six five whatever it was over the the, the red team whatever one whatever red, red team, team. <laughs> from from Ohio there was but another guy Dustin May he I mean I feel if if somebody had asked him asked Dave Roberts the same way they asked the Jock Peterson question it would be kind of the same thing it's like is this worse than you guys initially thought because he's another dude they decided to you know let or make or whatever they let him throw and right. then it was a bad. And now he's probably. I mean, he wasn't going to open the season on the opening day or on the yeah the 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 major league roster for sure, but yeah, don't let him throw if he ain't right. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys that I don't know. Like, you know, we talked about he's probably not going to be on the roster anyways, just because they view him as a starter. They don't view him as a bullpen guy really. And so if you're talking thinking long-term, you're like, well, you're going to have to get some starts at AAA then because there's no starts at the big league level for you right now. So, I mean, he's probably going to start the season at AAA regardless, mm-hmm. but you still, you know, that's not something you want to push. You don't want that to delay anything. He needs to get stretched out, and he needs to do that at the minor league level to start the season. We're going to need him, like, pretty damn fast, probably within the first month, I would say. Yeah. Because <laughs> that tends to happen with the Dodgers. They always have way too many starting pitchers, and then, like, one month all of them die, and then Ross Stripling becomes your hero. Tends to happen in <laughs> any given season. Poor Ross. But he's one of those guys. Uh, JT was held off for a little bit for what they're describing as knee maintenance. 
Yeah, they've been doing that. That one is fine. Like the fact because that his he, knee is dead. <laughs> it was the the, the microfracture surgery in the off season of 2015, and he's been doing that ever ever since. I think there's like two a series of two or three or like. 38 injections that they're doing his knee. They're oddly labeled, and I'm not saying it because I'm I'm that guy. They're uh, lubricate knee lubrication or knee Ooh. lubricating um, drops. You know, they're this not good, prescribed. This is a good soundboard. Let's spot. see. Um, oh man, oh that's a good board. You know what? I'm gonna do in your face, sucker. I really oh. said that's a good board. Oh. That's a good board. <laughs> don't you use that. that one. Yeah, I, don't really, I just saw it. Like I have this. Laying a certain way. That's what she said. So I can see all the buttons better. Yeah. As opposed to like directly in my face. Plus, we're not doing this live, so we don't have to monitor the comments and all that stuff. He's, what we're saying is, you guys ruin our life. That's a, subscribe. That's a good point. Make sure you subscribe to us. Uh, with all of that in mind, a lot of injuries, a lot of soreness. The roster crunch is real. Um, you want a button for that? No. Do you have a crunch button? That's not a crunch button. I probably like a have a crunch button. button. Um, I mean, I'm not going to do it right now. It's not on here. I, ha- I have the favorites. I have. Okay, well, in the I future, I request gun. that you have a crunch button specifically. Uh, it's the police. The police telling there you at the door. <laughs> they tell you. That was easy. Headshot. Should I use that button? This is the soundboard show. <laughs> Welcome to this. This is the soundboard segment. This, this be a is hot. the soundboard show. Access denied. All right. All right, we can go back to favorites there. Thank you. What were you talking about before I derailed the show? This is (laughs) with all of those injuries and sorenesses in mind. It's roster crunch time. Like, and we have. uh, Let's see, how many people can you have on a roster? Three thousand. Yeah, that's accurate. You got twenty six men on a roster. You got to cut it down to twenty six by opening day, and you got about thirty eight guys that probably should be on a opening day major league roster. (laughs) Yeah, for real. And guys coming out of the woodwork left and right. Well, that's what we talked about. You know, earlier in the week or last week, depending on when you're listening to this show, uh, the Dodgers probably have enough to to make a competitive team in the NLS, and they probably have enough players that would you know make the, the Anaheim Angels the best team in the AL West. Like, yeah, it's, if you took the excess, yeah. Dodgers are very deep. Can't confirm is can't, deep. Can't confirm is deep. I'm still trying to find this. Uh, the crunch. Yeah, I'm still. I'll, I will find this. This is it. You guys. I mean, I could just stop it right here and like find it and whatever. But that's just not any fun. It's fun to just let let you figure it out. Let you figure it out. So you wanted to talk about Yachty? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ooh. we kind of touched on him earlier, but all of a sudden, one of the Dodgers' top pro- top pitching prospects disappears from baseball last year. Gets suspended for not showing up. Is well, attend- is lack of attendance? Is that what they're calling yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Which is- I don't know if it was technically suspension, but I mean, for, for yeah, it's pretty much a suspension. What they call it, they they put him on the uh, restricted, restricted list. list yeah. So they put him on the restricted <clears throat> list, and they're like, "Hey, you're <laughs> figure it out, dude." And then all of a sudden, you know, not even two weeks ago ish. People were like, hey, how do you hear Alvarez is at camp? And they were like, what? <laughs> I thought he was like done with baseball. Yeah, that, that's where it was like, oh, wait, I had the button. This one, I could do this. Watch. I'm going to act this one out. It was like. And then they look at the door and it's like, hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. Alvarez is here. What do we do? He's like, turn off the lights. Turn what I hear. Is that the pizza? <laughs> um, so, he, I mean, he shows up. Starts working out. He says that he fixed his uh, his attitude, attitude problems. Is what uh-huh. he's calling it. He, he called himself childish. Yeah, he did, which uh-huh. is a good rec. You know, that's um, good. Oh wait, no. 
Good for you. Way to go, yeah. A little bit of both. We're proud of you. Uh, he said he, I think he uh, went to a therapist. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say what I usually say when I. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Went to a therapist, uh, worked some things out, and now he's back and wants to play ball again. So the Dodgers <clears> have to make a decision by opening day whether or not to add him to the 40 man roster. And uh, see, the thing was weird about that is that I I had read something I think a little bit different at first, or maybe they nobody really knew what the hell to do. But if he's on the the restricted list, he wasn't allowed to participate in any drills, even during yeah you know, on the field. Right. So the fact that they're letting him pitch on Friday, uh, allegedly he's scheduled to pitch. I don't know if it's in a game. I don't think it's in a game. I think it's on the backfields or whatever. So it it all seems kind of weird and i think they're just feeling through the process too and you know i doubt major league baseball comes out cuz they got they got their own problems to deal with so they're not going to be like hey who ooh that guy ooh you you know can you do that for me again i didn't quite no you're going to have to listen you can like share and subscribe this good good <laughs> subscribe good. this well, uh, before we get into our uh, uh, talking about JT for a second, we got to remind you about the giveaway we have going on. It ends this coming week. We are giving away a Justin Turner autographed baseball bat made by the Rawlings Baseball Company. But go to DodgersNation.com slash giveaways, and we uh, are giving away a bat. Yeah, yeah. Fill out the thing and sign up for as many of the points as you can get. They're basically like getting raffle tickets for uh, various activities that you happen to do. So, yeah, do that. Just do the thing. Just do the thing. It's a good description. So, JT, your boy, Red Turn 2, Rojo Chingon, as uh, you white folks say. You white folks. Excuse me. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Turner is a man playing for, technically playing for a contract next season, as much as um, he doesn't kind of, I wouldn't say he doesn't accept it, but he doesn't really think about it. But also, we talked about it a little bit this offseason, of course, especially through the Anthony Rendon conversation and and all that. But um, yeah, you know, he signed that four-year deal. He did not sign a four-wheel drive. He signed that four-year deal at the same time that Kenley signed his, what, five-year so we're stuck with Kenley for longer. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> oh, I um. Kenley has the Kenley has the uh, the uh, the uh, opt out, does he? No, it's gone. He, he doesn't. Ha- he had it this past season or this. Uh, oh, that's season. right. Yeah. And there sure as hell wasn't going to opt out of it Hell then. no. <laughs> that's right. He's a driveline boy now. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But let's play the audio. Um, the interview that Mr. Gary Lee got with Justin Turner, and uh, you'll kind of see how JT feels about, you know, the future here in Los Angeles. How much uh, of your brain bandwidth is taken up by being in the last year of your contract? Is it close to zero? Is this my last year? Yeah. That was my, that's my answer. Yeah. I guess none. Yeah. <laughs> none. You just don't give it a thought. No, I'm not worried about that. So to you know win a championship and whatever happens after that we'll we'll see there's been no talk so far about extensions or anything like that not that i know of well, no. you you would probably know maybe maybe my agent doesn't want to tell me i don't know you really established yourself not just in the, on the team but in the clubhouse in the community look beyond next year and worry about 
if that might, might end? Um, I mean, obviously it's reality, it's a possibility, but mm -hmm. um, it's something that I try not to focus on or think about. I, you know, I have to worry about what's in front of me today, and uh, we'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. So he's just like, like, am I not going to be here? <laughs> I think he's a man who expects to be here, even if he's not starting you know, into into 2021 and beyond. I think he's okay being that guy who who's the, you know, a utility guy or can bounce around a little bit more and not expected to play every single game. Plus, I mean, you look at the roster. Uh, there isn't really a third, an apparent, heir apparent to third base ready yet. So if he's productive in 2020, I mean, you throw him, you throw him the Chase Utley contract. You you, you keep him around. I think he he's willing, and, I, and I, I would imagine at some point in time, Turner speaks on, you know, the influence that Utley had on him in that regard. Because obviously, when Chase came over here to LA, it was he was probably at the point where he should have been a, a reserve guy, a utility guy. But then he ended up starting a whole bunch and leading off, and those were dire times for for all of us. But um, you know, then eventually he accepted the fact, you know what, I am a bench guy and I'm here to teach the kids uh, how to get off my lawn. Yeah, I think the difference, though, is that JT's still really productive. Yeah. You know, he's a oh, – here's the thing, though. He's going to be old. He's a young 36. <laughs> he, yeah, he's a young 36. However, his defense has been in decline for a long time. Something he's aware of. He knows. And he's trying. He, knows he sucks. Yeah. I, I, I think I had mentioned it at some point the previous offseason, but you know JT credited a lot of his uh, defensive improvements and prowess and all that on former Dodgers third base coach, uh, coach Chris Woodward. And I think the lack of Woody in the infield oh. there did make a little bit of a difference for him because yep. he, 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 again, he did lean on him a lot for that. But, you know, JT was also a guy in 2018. He was coming off of, of you know, a fractured left wrist and that's that's a plant wrist for somebody going a third baseman going to his left i know you know me i'm an elite third baseman yeah. so you know you plant you, you you do the twisties off of there so i mean i can understand i can understand him struggling a bit in 2018 2019 felt more like an outlier i mean he wasn't he didn't destroy the team at third base but there was, was not good <laughs> yeah he wasn't uh playing at the elite levels anymore i just feel like he he really fits into as as he's Let's call it expiring. I don't know. I don't know what else to call He's it. expiring. I don't know what to call it. Like, yeah, I mean, baseball. Baseball players only have a certain lifespan. Let's let's face it. There is a shelf life. He fits into an AL team. Uh, <laughs> he does. Uh, not necessarily that there's a spot for him on any given AL team right now because he's not the power guy that you would like from like a DH type of hitter, but mm -hmm. he could be. I mean, he's like a. He could be a. 25 to 30 home run guy somewhere hey, in that range he could pitch he'd be the ace in anaheim you <laughs> they can't stay healthy again I, I think uh <clears throat> i think this is going to work both ways so i think the dodgers are very thankful for what he's done for the team and the city and the clubhouse and the team chemistry and for the community around him and i think he's really thankful for what the dodgers have done for him because they took a little risk on him and mm -hmm. they they made believed him. In him they made him in a uh, way so I think it's going to go both ways. I think that, that he's going to be really willing to work with a team on something. I think the team's going to be really willing to work with him on something. I think there's something to be said about um, commitment to each other there. So I don't know what he's going to get. He might get a he get, he might get that Chase Utley two year deal. Like it'll probably be like a two and eight. 
not eight per, but maybe ten. Two and ten, so five and five. Five and five. For that's a, for a thirty six, that's solid. It's pretty like, low, but maybe I don't know. But like, do you really want? It depends. It really depends. Like at that point, if he had an, an exceptionally productive season, we know that they're not going to go long term. Obviously, two right. years might be a bit of a stretch, but because it is Turner and what he means to the team, you could see it going to maybe even three. And he kind of, you know, it's sort of front loaded. But he, uh, if he's like the full bore starting third baseman next year, you probably think something didn't really work out. Um, I don't know. Well, I mean, Josh Donaldson, he got a what pretty four year. Was it ninety two? Yeah, ninety two. We got a four ninety two. And here I am, an elite free agent, four three B free agent. Yeah, yeah, he got a four ninety two because JT got the four sixty four. Yeah. <clears throat> so and he's he's thirty four. Uh huh. He's also um, comeback player of the year, a former MVP. Right. So a lot of it, a lot clubhouse of difference maker. This this season and how it plays out for JT is going to be the. It's going to be the ter- the determining factor for where his contract ends so the, up. He might sign a one year deal with the team. The question is though, a bad year. The question is then now for you: Do we actually need him after this year? That, that's the biggest question. Do I, the Dodgers I, need Justin Turner in twenty twenty one and or beyond? I would argue at the right price, yes. If it's anything more than what I'm comfortable paying, because I'm obviously paying him out of my pocket. Money money shouldn't be an option. or, or an ob, uh, What's the word? It's not an option. We don't get paid. <laughs> money should not be obstacle. an obstacle in this particular uh, you know situation. The Dodgers have money. We know that. More money is coming off the table, so they'll be able to afford if he wanted $30 more million. More money is coming off the table, but more money is about to go back onto the table, too. Mm-hmm. A lot of young guys are going to need to get paid over the next five to no, ten that's years. Fake news. A lot of young guys. As we as we, make we are, we are going to lose one of the young as guys. As we make our way uh, towards talking about the prospects very shortly, but let's say that money is not in the equation here. Do the Dodgers need him in 2021 and or beyond? I'll wait. My brain broke. <clears throat> I think they need his leadership. I think that's something that they lack beyond him. I will say that. Uh, I don't know that there's an heir to the throne in terms of uh, leadership roles in that clubhouse. I think there's a bunch of <laughs> fun idiots. Let's call them that. Fun idiots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're a bunch, fun, of a bunch of fun dudes, but they're not all the best and brightest. We'll I'll call them that. They're fun guys, and they're hilarious. They have, and a I think they have a really good time, and they spell marriage wrong. And uh, <laughs> I think ultimately they're, they're lacking that. Uh, I, I mean, can you think of one guy on the roster that, no. I mean, they've got rid of all of them. Chase Utley's gone. Rich Hill is gone. That was, like Kershaw has never really been that guy. He's that was one of the things guy. we, yeah. Kershaw's very in his own his own world. Yep. And that was one of the things we talked about with Brant Brown, uh, uh, you know, a few weeks back. You know, him and the Desert Rats. Uh, you know, JT is now the de facto veteran of the club because yep. he's the everyday guy. You know, David Price is somebody who could walk in. Mookie Betts, what he's been able to do, you know, coming in and and Boston media is talking about how they've never heard of that or seen that out of out of Mookie Betts. You know, for him to to step up and address the clubhouse like on the first day and you know talk about accountability and talk about what you know right. what it means the way I play the game that that that's pretty ballsy for a 27 year old coming to a brand new team and I love that however as of now he's a one year rental guy let's let's 
let's let's go into the way out machine. Let's say this team stays exactly the same and everything is perfect and the starting nine go day in, day out and take us through the World Series and win a World Series. He's going to go into free agency even if he comes back. Do you still like want your your vocal leader and like the police, <laughs> the clubhouse police to be a 28-year-old who's making now like $35 million in the clubhouse? You, you need that veteran. You need that true grizzled MFR that was released by the Orioles of all teams or traded whatever that was released by the Mets for sure. He, he's just such a great story. Like he's, yeah. you can learn so much from him like as, a, as, a, as a young player with like a lot of talent. He could tell you like so much of like what could go wrong, mm-hmm. what to expect, how to approach things in the big leagues. He's just been there for so long and been through so many <clears throat> peaks and valleys yes. that it's like, that's the kind of guy that you want around. And you know, that, I, I love I love that Mookie did that. I love that he came in here and was like, "Hey, like I'm here to win, and this is better. what we're doing. Let's be better." <laughs> and love you, that. And if you mess up in practice, it's twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, and if if he's gonna stick around, which that's my hope, uh, that's uh, if he's gonna stick around. More than happy to have his leadership. I don't think he's gonna stick around. I don't think we're gonna be able to afford him. I don't think we should afford him. You know. His ability to remain a Los Angeles Dodger in 2020 on and beyond his being Mookie Betts directly relies on you and how many micheladas you buy at Dodger Stadium this year. I don't think I can buy $40 million worth of micheladas <laughs> Come on, man. in a year. Come on, guy. I'll work on it. Don't be that guy, guy. I, I don't Take think one I for the team. <laughs> Just walk Hi there, Mookie. I think... I think, I think $40 million. How many Micheladas is that? Like six? Like six. Seven. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're about because they are a bit expensive. Yeah, I'm really interested to see with renovations how much the Micheladas I, are I, I like your narrative on, on the JT thing. I think the idea that you need him, if not, you know, for whatever he does on the field, the fact that you need him in that clubhouse as as the, the guy, it does play out pretty important because – Let's say he walks, and let's say you know Mookie does come back, or let's even say in this case Mookie walks because there, you know, let's be real, there's a fair chance it happens. But yeah, at that point, Seager probably maybe moves to third, and then he's in his walk year. But Seager's at third, Gavin Lux is at at shortstop or something like that. Muncie's probably playing second base full time, and Bellinger is is at you know first base in this occasion, let's say, or in this scenario, let's say. That's not a very like demanding infield you know i don't I, that doesn't instill like oh man i really want to work for these guys right yeah i don't imagine Corey seager saying very many <laughs> words i can't you know gavin lux is there just i think shoot the shoot the shit for the most part yeah that's He's a nice purpose. kid yeah nice kid, really nice kid. <laughs> uh yeah you need that I, mean, no. I think we've established we need that we need, need that kind JT. Of guy. There so, it is. Well, it depends on the price. So, obviously. So you're uh, you're personally buying enough micheladas to re-sign Justin Turner to the Los Angeles Dodgers in 2021 and beyond. We appreciate your service. Brooke, you're welcome, you. Los Angeles. I touched on it to to kind of bookend this uh, topic. Who would be though, like the real replacements? Or did we already do this? We kind of already talked oh, about this. Really? Uh, there. Uh, I mean, there aren't really any. Devin like, Mann is a far away away. There's a there's guys that are far away. That's Cody, the thing. Hose. Cody Hose, Cody yeah. Hose, 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 Hose for Hose sure. Hose. Uh, there's guys Hose. that are far off. It's not really anybody that's like <clears throat> jumping out at you, right? I there's, mean, there's Jeter down. Oh wait, because <laughs> you see, guys, he was traded because he's not alive, anymore. and he hit a home run. Ooh, for the Boston's. 
Uh, no, there's really not that guy. The infield, like most of the Dodgers' depth in in prospects, is is in pitching. And, yeah, and I mean, unless you move like Will Smith to to third base or something like that, you you get like guys. I mean, people are high on Zach McKinstry right now because Dave Roberts is high he's on Zach McKinstry he's right now. He's not that guy. He's he's a bench player probably long term. Uh, so. I don't know. There's not a clear guy. Edwin Rios cannot play third base. No. That's for sure. Matt Beatty doesn't want to play. Max Muncy does not want to play. Nobody wants to play third base. (laughs) The entire team, nobody wants to play third base. But as we kind of look at some of those prospects, uh, you had had listed out Keith Law's top 100, you know, where the Dodgers, the Dodgers have five guys, uh, which is a fine hamburger establishment if you guys are looking for sponsors, uh, or if you guys are looking to sponsor us, we'd appreciate that, but... The prospects are there, and and one of the things I you know I had spoke with uh, Tim Neverett about. It's like when you know when you're talking about the you know Seager walking, and you know the Dodgers kind of oh, can't say missing out on the Lindor sweepstakes, but that could be another option. They can just go get someone, and that was essentially what Neverett said. Like if they want somebody, they can go get them. It's that easy, right? We're the Dodgers. We'll just go get whoever the hell we want. We got Manny Machado in 2018, right? We got. Mookie bets between 2019 and 2020. They can do whatever they want. YOLO. They can. But go through them prospects. I was just agreeing with you. Yeah, that's all go I through them prospects, Geyer. Uh, so we'll talk about who's in and some, uh, what do you call it when you exclude somebody? What does it call it? Who's snubs? not in? Snubs. Snubs. Right? Well, like during the Oscars. I don't like, want snubs. no snubs. Snubs is a guy that can't get no lubs. We've been flagged. All right. <laughs> From Keith Law. Gavin Lux came in at number four on the list. Number four. That was good. Dustin May, number seven. You got to think for Dustin. Um, there you go. Uh, and then <laughs> there's a noticeable drop off after that. Josiah Gray comes in at 63. Friend of the show, Josiah Gray. I, I, I think you've, after the spring training, he's going to jump, though. He will. He's gonna have. He's gonna have a phenomenal spring training. I think he's gonna have a huge year overall. Mm-hmm. I think Josiah Gray is gonna be something special. I love, I love that, that kid. kid already. Uh, Tony Smokes, Tony Gonsolin at number seventy-seven. Um, Disrespect. Uh, no, you know what? In your face, sucker. And uh, that yep. one. That one's probably most accurate. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, at number ninety-one, Diego Cartaya. I got who uh, uh, SD Dodger Tim. He he's really high on Diego Cartaya. Yeah, he. I don't know if he's one of those uh, you know completely catch and throw guys. Uh, it kind of feels to me like he's sort of superseded Kiebert Ruiz as the next guy. Yeah, on the some, catching. Some, depth. Some, something happened where Kiebert Ruiz was kind of just forgotten about all of a sudden. They slow played him so much that people forgot <laughs> about him. He's uh, 22 now, and apparently he's working on a swing in, in spring training. So much so that ooh, they they good. waited what five six games to get him into a game. I didn't see what he did on on Thursday, being two day for us, uh, yesterday for some of you, and two days ago and three days ago for some others. Unless you're listening to us way in the future, then um, hello. What's, what's give us the lottery numbers? Does that work like that? Uh, producer says yeah. no, and producer is me. But yeah, Ruiz isn't even on this list, so that shows you how much that he's was. That off. was a pretty big snub for me. Like <clears throat> that, I mean, that's one of our top prospects right mm-hmm. there, and you'd say he's not on the. Come on, man. Cartaya, uh, though he's 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 18, and I I think that's a big part of why he made the list versus Kiebert. 
was how much he's impressed for only being 18 years old. Uh, yeah. People really like what they've seen from him. A lot of scouts are really impressed what they've seen from him early on. He played a, he played rookie ball last year at age 17. Did you say rookie ball? No, I didn't. Damn it. He played rookie ball at age 17. And over the course of the whole year, across those two rookie teams, hit 281. Which is pretty damn good for a 17-year-old, if you mm-hmm. ask me. What was I doing when I was 17? Uh, I was hitting like 120 in uh, Division Three baseball or something like that. I don't know. And that's why you're here. <laughs> that's why I'm behind a microphone and not behind the plate. That's pretty good. Um, I'm going Ta-da. to that one heavy, heavy today. I need yeah. the real time. Really like uh, yeah, but basically we had two notable exclusions. That was Kiebert Ruiz, who we just talked about, and Bru's daughter. Brother Gatorade, not Brother getting Gatorade, love. Not on the list. He, I mean, you got a prospect cranking 100 and 101. You think he's going to be on the list, right? I think that was one of my favorite things. I don't know if it was during um, during the recording of the Big Swing Live uh, show or if it was afterwards when we're hanging he's out with him. He's talking about having the flu. Yeah, he's like, he has the flu. And and he's like, I walk out. He walks out in the mound and like throws ninety six in his first throw. He's like, dude, I've never thrown ninety six in my life. Or he's like, I've never thrown ninety six since I was like nineteen. Yeah. Like, this dude just walks out and is just humming gas like nobody's business. And he's sick. <laughs> and he's sick. He's got some sick puppies. So look, Keith Law, you can catch these hands. Is he on the list? Uh, he's getting added to the list for that. Who one. Who else is on that list? Let's go through the list. This is uh this is uh. Can we pull it up? Because yeah, I, I, it's a pretty big list at this point. Uh, well, like four of them are are um, Josh Reddick, <laughs> which is fair. <laughs> so I'll give you uh, four points for Reddick. We got Jim Crane's on there. Josh Reddick, Jose Altuve, Justin Verlander, Rob Manfred, Josh Reddick, <laughs> L.A. City Council, Alex Bregman. Orbit, the entire city of Houston, Bill. Josh Reddick, Jim Crane's old ass, Josh Reddick, and then uh, Jared from uh, Barstool. That's it so far. And that's I'm your public sl- list. That's my public list. Yeah. I got one for me. Yeah, we got one that I look at at home. And, yeah. <laughs> like the Wolverine picture. <laughs> no, I, I, what I think of is, um, is uh, uh, damn it, Billy Madison. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> putting lipstick on. I'm glad I called that guy. I'm glad I called that guy. <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, add that another one, another generic white dude. You are also uh, Steve Buscemi, I would imagine. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. So Roach, let Rob, us know. Rob Deerdeck and Steve Buscemi. Roach, find that. <laughs> really got that it going bubble. for me. That bubble. Well, he found, what, Roach found a, uh, I think it was Roach, yep. found a, um, a one of those pop, uh, pop figurines of Rob Deerdick. Yeah. Oh, He's people like, are going to be lit for Brooke, the live stream. They're going to be really excited about, yeah. about. Brooke, Brooke, Brookie bought his uh, bobblehead. My bobble. <laughs> looks just bobble. like me if I were a Mormon. So would you say then really Gratterall and, and Kbert are the only misses on this list? Yeah, I mean, top 100 across the entire league. That's a, I mean, that's that's huge to have five guys even on that list is huge. I feel like we should have brought in Tim for this section, we but he's still yeah, he'd be out like, I think there something. should be 43 guys. On- <laughs> <laughs> Tim, the notorious prospect man, he loves those guys out there. <laughs> they love Tim. Been, yeah, he's a nice kid, friend of the show. Tim does a good job maintaining those relationships for us because he knows them all, and I don't know any of them. Speaking of a good job, um, this offseason, a whole bunch of Dodgers went to driveline. And, and we are happy about it. Yeah, if you don't know, Driveline is basically a uh, it's made 
I guess it's made popular by Trevor Bauer. I guess that's probably the best he's, way to put it. He's the spokesperson yeah, somehow. He is Driveline. Uh, Driveline <laughs> is a... Pitch, I'm the Driveline now. Pitching mechanics slash workout uh, slash analytics. I don't even know what you would call it. There's so many things that go into Driveline from workouts to looking at your spin rates. Yeah, to, super uh, advanced analytics and, and, and cameras and all that stuff. It's crazy and it really, you know, it, it's sort of designed just to get in some ways, it's sort of designed to get max velocity, but more yep. so designed to get max spin rate. But it's not like they, they're limited to that, to, to pitching. They There's do a lot help with batting yeah. because, I mean, Lord knows I need it. So somebody wants to pay to get me to, to oh, driveline. You, you should do a batting driveline, and I should do a pitching driveline. <sighs> Maybe we can do um, – I'll talk to Brett Tomko and see, see if we, if can, we do can do – No, see if we can do uh, Joe Bimel's knockoff driveline in Torrance. Oh, that would be so dope. I'm so down. I want to I wanna hang out with Joe Bimel. And then we'll have a beer and break glass. Yeah. I mean, break bread. Sorry. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. Oops. <laughs> boom, boom. That'd be cool. I'm going to throw out my shoulder. <laughs> but but we look at that. Today, uh, or t- yesterday, whatever the hell it was, we had uh, a fourth recipient um, <laughs> or was uncovered having gone to driveline being Joe Kelly, which... Ho Kelly. Does Ho Kelly really need driveline? Dude was already humming <laughs> 99. This just hit Ho Kelly throws 112. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. So it, I'm sure that was much more his mechanics more than anything else. Yeah. Maybe spin rate. Maybe they're working on that with his breaking ball. I don't know how much. It, it's definitely not. He was not working on velocity. There's I th- no way I he's think, working on velocity. I think he might have been working more also with like the balls, the weighted balls, the plyo balls, balls, because you know he did break down at the end of last season. And he has now, they weren't vocal about it at all, but in the offseason he's now been vocal about, you know, what – Kind of what happened, even though not necessarily, you know, he still had the all over body itis, <laughs> essentially, but <clears throat> it it uh, it derailed him. And then, you know, we can all still see how a Kendrick's home run going off into the distance. Uh, <sighs> but, you know, if you can get all of a sudden Joe Kelly going to driveline, Kenley looks uh, it's only two outings. It's only six batters, but he looks good. And I'm not just saying I'm not just saying that in the way that we want him to look good. I want to feel it. No, like visibly, he he looks solid. the The numbers appear to be there. Touch at 94 on the gun, and that's good early GBT. in spring. <laughs> yeah, Dave Dave gave him crap about it that he was touching like 85 last spring. Last this spring, time. Yeah. and uh, Kenley being Kenley immediately was like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about, Dave. I love you, but you're wrong. It's like God, <laughs> just agree with somebody say, already. Say okay. Uh, but I mean, if Kenley, obviously the bullpen is, <laughs> is and will always be one of the biggest issues for this team, and the, the starting staff is isn't led by Garrett Cole, so it's not exactly what we all want. But you look at these dudes going to drive line, and you feel uh, that much better about the back end of your bullpen. All of a sudden, when you have a guy who could warm up and throw ninety six, like Brother Gatorade and Joe Kelly, all of a sudden is elite uh, potentially for an entire season, and then. You know, we still haven't really seen anything out of Blake Trinan, but Dave says he's he's fine. And if you can get uh, what Dave calls, you know, an elite Kenley back again, which he thinks he can do, but I think that's what like the seventh, eighth, ninth time he said that over the last uh, twenty five years. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say about fifteen calendar years. Yeah, <laughs> calendar years that makes sense. It, it, it's been a while, but uh, we we also dug in a good m- amount earlier in the week on on uh clayton kershaw and kershaw is going to start monday 
Monday or Tuesday. Kershaw? Yeah. I thought Kershaw was uh, Friday. Oh, that's right. That's tomorrow, yeah. Bueller's, Bueller's I, yeah, I was Saturday, of, I was and then uh, uh, Stripling is the other Saturday. I was thinking of David Price and, Price and uh, Julio. Urias. Julio. Urias. Julio. Uh, yeah, well, I guess we're going to see a lot then by the time the show um, oh, yeah. is we'll listened know. to by we'll the masses. So let us know how we did right now. <laughs> let us know in the comments right now. We'll wait. We'll wait. I have. I think I have a button for that, too. I'm supposed to have a... All right, I got it. Oh, there it is. This is 60 Minutes. Actually, we're at about uh, 46 and change, but it's exciting to see what, uh, you know, um, a pitching staff that, as much as I hate to say it, let's be real, it isn't led by Rick Honeycutt anymore. Um, you know, he was great. Honey was great for uh, the last 14 years, and I love him, and I'm glad he's still around. You know, he's even still trying to help out Kenley with a slider, and I think grip stuff and all that kind of stuff, breaking stuff, might be more up his alley, helping out the kids on the back end, but but, you know, getting... Getting Kenley and Kirsch and all these other dudes, you know, uh, Alex Wood under the watchful eye of Rob Hill and, and Connor McGinnis and, you know, the driveline centric stuff. You know, we've already heard while while uh, Ross isn't exactly ready to adapt or adopt the the driveline lifestyle. He's kind of still doing it with you know his uh, changeup grip change, and we saw the the stills of it and the Edgertronic, and it looks great. And he knows what he's talking about with it and what he's trying to do and get his ring finger off of the ball a little bit more. That's driveline. That, that's that's part of the the all encompassing driveline um, bucket of fun. That's driveline, baby. Is that what is that what Trevor Bauer says? Uh, probably. I don't know. I don't really listen to Trevor Bauer. But if look, he's been if Kenley has a bounce back season, if Kenley has an ERA under two, everyone needs to go to driveline and that entire pitching staff from Man. top to bottom. And also, we're gonna start a fund now. It's a GoFundMe to get uh, get Blue Heaven to driveline. Get Blue Heaven to driveline. Dude, how, much, so how much is a driveline? <laughs> I'll take two driveline. Two drivelines, please. <laughs> All right, we um, before we head on out of here. And, um, you know, et cetera, as the kids say. We had a couple questions from the internet. Uh, this show, we, we obviously we're doing it a little bit later in the week than the other time we've been doing the second show where it's the day of, uh, of the live show. So we're kind of later on our, our topics, but we had more questions then. But most of the questions are kind of whatever, you know, the live show is about. I'm pretty sure none of that made sense. But we have questions from the internet. So leading off, we got uh, David Perfect timing. David asking um, if Kenley is throwing more heat after going to driveline, should we expect Kershaw to tomorrow? I'm, I'm really excited to see what Kershaw does tomorrow. Imagine Look, if Kershaw I don't, cracks off like a 92-93. Dude, if he can sit 92. In his first game. If he can sit 92 in his first game, I'm going to be so happy. <laughs> when was the last time you saw Kershaw sit 92? Oh. <sighs> We're gonna, to, we're, bombs, gonna have, we're gonna have to find somebody that's at the game because they don't they don't display the velocity. I think Tim Gernick Gernick will probably say something. I'm sure. We'll just I'll I'll send I'll send Kenny G a text. Like, like, Look, please dude, give me the velo. I need to know velo. I don't care about <laughs> anything else right now except velo. Uh, <sighs> so yeah, we I don't know what we're gonna expect from. I don't think that. I don't know if his velocity is salvageable. I don't know. I don't know enough about mechanics and pitching to to comment on that. I guess. I mean, when you see the throwback of his first, you know, his debut game, and the dude's humping out ninety seven miles per hour, like 
I don't know. I I want to believe it's still in there. I I I want to feel like he's still been a little bit more reserved on the velo because he doesn't want to reaggravate his shoulder issues, right. reaggravate his back issues that plagued him for what two, three, four seasons. He's a dude who started twenty eight games last year, and that was the first time he'd done something like that in three or four years. So being able to get you know even I I, I can't imagine him not picking up one or two. After doing something driveline-y, just learning something a little bit extra. And the fact that it's taken Clayton F. Kershaw this long to to try to get a little bit more better, as the kids say, it's kind of, I wouldn't say frustrating, but it's like, dude, you know, kind of get on the ball there, chief. But I say yes. I do say there will be a velo uptick because we're already seeing that from Kenley. Is Kenley going to throw 96, 97? No. Is Kirsch? No, but... He could live in that 92, 93, even as high, you know, but yeah, like you're saying, rest, sit in that 90, 92, 91, even gives more separation to that slider. And all of a sudden that slider is devastating again, instead of just a kind of a ground ball pitch. And some people are swinging over it and other people are swinging out of their shoes because maybe, I don't know, maybe they have the signs in center field, but that's, uh, that's all I got to say. I see you're looking at driveline. It's a good website. <laughs> this guy's throwing 107. <laughs> That's like uh, porn for pitchers right there. Uh, porn church? <clears throat> sure. Why not? Can't, I think I can do it. I can't believe you're looking at porn here. <laughs> can Brook, that's your next question. Can Brooke hit 107 miles per hour? You let us know in the comments below. Just put no. <clears throat> On Twitter, at Dude, it's Caitlin. Our girl Kate, friend of the show, says uh, she says, please do a full show of just Brooke showing pictures of his dog. We have a live show <laughs> coming up again on Tuesday. You, you down? What you what you call bring pictures of my dog? What you call it? Dirt. His name is Dirt, right? His name's, his name's not Dirt. Beck. His Beck. Name, Beck. That's not his name. Uh, his name is Max. Ralph, and he likes to sleep and get things out of the ocean. Oh, oh. yeah. Because Max dog. is the same name as Max. Yes. <laughs> Didn't you say he speaks Spanish? He does. He only speaks Spanish. He, we we uh, we adopted him, and he came from a family that only speaks Spanish. So, uh, if you know Spanish, you can talk to my dog. Is the dog Spanish? I mean, you know enough Spanish to talk to your dog. I can talk to him. <laughs> this yeah, is where, this is the conversation we're having. I love it. It's fine. We can cut it out. Nope. This is a hundred percent staying in. Thank you, Kate, for bringing this to our attention. I mean, it's better than your old racist dog. That's true. I did have a racist dog. That was that did not go well. Oh, nice kid, friend of the show. Richard Kelsey, at that Chester kid with two Ds, asks, uh, or he says he's going to opening day for the first time ever, and he's beyond stoked, but he asks for uh, tips, you know, best how the the best optimize his time at Dodger Stadium. Um, yeah, and also our, some of our favorite memories and, and experiences. So me personally, I don't... For opening I, day. For opening day. Uh, my opening day history is very brief. I went once. I wasn't overly thrilled because, you know, it it was the, it was the effort of an of like a playoff game without the payoff of a playoff any game. Any of the payoff, yeah. And you know me, I hate people. Yes, I do. I don't want to be there. I'm like, familiar. I don't want to have to drive through all that BS. I don't want to pay for all this. This was a while back, but one highlight of that game. I mean, obviously, it was exciting. It's it's. The fun and the pomp and circumstance of it being real baseball again. And, hey, my life gets to start over because this is the next six months of my life. Hell, yeah. I'm all about that. But 
Whenever people ask me, are you going to opening day? I'm like, no, no, I don't really feel it. Um, I'm good. I'm good. But I did. So you're not going this year? I am not going this year because you only got one ticket, dick. <laughs> but <laughs> importantly, on that opening day I did go to, I, I walked in alongside uh, Dodger legend Bill Russell. So that's my story. Thank you. Ooh. Tell us your opening day story, Brooke. Um, I've only been to one opening day, and it was... Wow, uh, It was a long time ago. It's like 2011. They go back that far? Opening days go back that far, yeah. Wow. So I don't really remember much from the day other than the fact that I was really upset about how difficult it was to get into the game. (laughs) That's about all I really remember from it. I had to skip school that day because I was still in high school at the time. I was graduating, close to graduating. And I skipped school, and I went to the game, and I was like, there's so many people here. Like middle school, right? High school, yeah. Middle school. It's okay. No, that's all right. Uh, But I am going this year. So in terms of tips or tricks that I have for you, um, get there early, like very early, like as early as you can get there, just get there. You can wait in line at the auto gates too. It's probably worth it. Yeah. And I would recommend that because once the auto gates open, then you can just coast on in and then you got plenty of time to get in, get to the other gates when wait for those to open. So it's going to, it's, it's just, it would behoove you to be there early. Let's say that more worth it. It might be there uh, worth it to be more early and park on the outside and then walk up as, as close as you can. I, I mean, they don't let you pass a certain point and I'm sure a lot is going to change. Um, this being, you know, the, the first all star renovation year. Exactly. There's going to be a lot going on with the stadium part of it, too. And, you know, they're what you, they're supposed to let everybody in at every deck. Now, whatever ticket you Supposedly. have, you can get in at any opening. Which you know, they have g- to walk those freaking stairs. In. You know, they're going to mess that up. Yeah, of course. They're they straight up going to mess that up. There's no way that goes. Perfectly. Dodger Stadium security is absolutely inept quite often because they're just regular folk. And regular folk are incredibly dumb. I am a regular folk. I know. So I and we'll read between the lines there, Chief. I can't. They're going to mess something up. So another thing, another pro tip I have for you is just be really loaded. Be either drunk or high. Um, again, my name is at BrookMe3. And you can find me as such. <laughs> is, is that T-Hawk? T-Hawkster? Um, yeah, just be prepared to be annoyed. And the ultimate payoff will hopefully be Randy Newman playing in your ear holes out of new loudspeakers. At Short Stadium. people got. <laughs> <laughs> the best. No, it's going to be, you got a friend in me. <laughs> it's a you good. got a friend in it's me. the best Randy Newman songs. <laughs> On that note, as Randy Newman plays us out in the background, because I am straight up putting that right where I started. And on that note, you guys can find us on the internet at DodgersNation.com. Please, please do subscribe to this podcast, Blue Heaven Podcast, on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio Player, FM, and oh, so many more. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. That is YouTube.com slash DodgersNationTV. It's a good, um, it's a good read. We, we do things, and uh, Brooke and I will be doing more video stuff there to keep our lovely Dodgers Nation folk uh, abreast of the situation throughout the season. That guy over there is Brooke Me 3 I am Real FRG. We are both on Twitter and Instagram under those names. Um, yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. We will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Not bending me. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.